Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor of the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. We're now on Red Circle, as well as Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and more. You can also check us out on the Five Reasons YouTube channel. It's a great way to play, get us. If you're an Android person, we got plenty of other content there, Dolphins and NFL shows pretty much all day long. Also, check out FiveReasonsSports.com. Spell that one out for the latest articles without a paywall. I also want to tell you about a new sponsor of the Five Reasons Sports Network. It's called Mobile C-Arm and Staffing Services. Mobile C-Arm and Staffing Services. And here's what they do, okay? They offer C-Arm services. They rent C-Arm equipment on a short and long-term basis in hospitals, surgery centers, chiropractic offices, and pain, pain management offices. They also have cadaver lab courses. That's where the medical device companies set up a lab to showcase their products to surgeons who may not have used them before. So they service office-based procedures, pain management offices, chiropractic offices, and cadaver courses. And they can rent the CRM equipment to an office and also send an x-ray technologist to run the machine. So lots of stuff that they do there. Check it out on the website. It's at c-armandstaffing.com. That's C, the letter C for like, I don't know, uh, cat <laughs> dash arm and staffing.com the phone number is 561-891-9620 again it's 561-891-9620 that's nelson you can reach out to him directly and again it's at www.c-arm and staffing.com and now today's episode down to this day yeah Five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Where is the thing? You can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buck said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor playing, got an all band. Y'all seen the block, stop the one hand. And Pat, we trust, it's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat. Y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, Ethan Skolnick back on Five on the Floor. Here's today's floor plan. I got Alex Toledo. You can follow him at Tropical Blanket. I got Brady Hawk. You can follow him at Brady Hawk 305. We've been mixing episodes here, so we're doing some on the current team, but we're also going around the Eastern Conference We've already done an episode on the Philadelphia 76ers, another one on the Toronto Raptors. Today, we're going to cover the Milwaukee Bucks. We're not bringing in anyone for this. We feel kind of like we know the Bucks well enough. After all, we've been talking about them for the past three years. What we're going to get into today is this. The Bucks and the Heat are the two teams in the Eastern Conference that are the most similar, at least the teams that are closest to the top, the most similar to the teams that left the floor in the playoffs last year. Milwaukee had injuries, but the roster is largely the same, and we'll get to it. But it does seem, because we've been talking about this matchup and this as the bar for the Heat for the past three years, obviously beating them in the bubble, getting swept by on the next year, and then not facing each other in the playoffs last year when we all anticipated that might ultimately happen. We've looked at them as the bar. Okay, are they at the Bucks level? How do they match up with the Bucks? And I think one of the things that Heat fans have a concern about is that they've slipped against Milwaukee, even though Milwaukee hasn't added anybody of great significance. We'll talk about the one key player that they did. And the Heat obviously just lost a guy that they took from Milwaukee the previous season. So we'll get to it. First, let's just go through the roster here a little bit, Alex. What is different for the Bucs? So really, uh, the only thing that is different is um, them drafting rookie Marjan Bochamp. I'm not sure if I'm uh, pronouncing that right. You know me, I'm not a college basketball guy, but uh, he was one of those guys who was discussed 
as somebody maybe the Heat should be looking at with their pick in the first round. The Bucks ended up snagging him at 24. Um, so, look, he's not going to be somebody that they rely on as a rotation player. He's going to be somebody who probably only gets playing time if one of their bench wing guys is out or, you know, if another wing guy is out, meaning a bench wing has to be promoted, which, you know, has happened to the Bucks in the past couple of seasons. So I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, he plays here and there. But he's not going to be in their playoff rotation. There's almost no doubt about that unless he just really stands out. Like the kid has, a, you know, a 6'6", has a 7-foot wingspan. Looks like he's got some real two-way promise. But I don't think he's got the, the body or the, the immediate skill. From what I've seen, again, I'm not somebody who's seen a lot of him. Um, but from what I have seen of him, I don't think he is going to be somebody who's there. A lot. He, you know, he's got there's a long shot at him being that guy for them. Joe Ingles is the main addition, but he is 35 years old, you know, coming off injuries. He was a nice player for the Jazz, you know, um, throughout those years that they had him there. I think he's going to be a nice fit, though, just coming off the bench. He's going to be kind of just playing the same role he was in the Jazz, but off the bench. So it's less minutes, less usage. And the fact that he'll be in those lineups with uh, their three main guys, like I think it'll be really, really, really easy for him. Whereas like in Utah, Donovan Mitchell was their main creator for those years that he was there. I just think the Bucks will make it so much easier for him in, in, you know, as a vet than he's ever had, even though those Jazz teams are really, really good on offense. I just think in the playoffs, those guys will make it easier for Ingles to be playable because I know everybody has pointed out Ingles, Ingles is old, but the Bucks are almost, you know, like they've got to be one of the best teams for Joe Ingles to join at this point in his career, right? Like a team that could cover up for him. So I just think like they really didn't have many avenues to get better, but I think for, you know, for them, decent summer. Well, the most important things that happened this summer are health, right? I mean, we, we take a look and we'll, and we'll talk more about angles because I do think he's interesting and they, they haven't had a guy like that, but let's not forget where everyone talks about where they ended the season Brady, which was, they didn't have Chris Middleton. Right. And, and that, is probably what sunk them against Boston. I think if they have Middleton, they win that series. But everybody forgets they didn't have Brooke Lopez for more than half of the season. And if they had had Brooke Lopez, maybe they would have been able to rest other guys more during the year. Maybe they would have been able to coast a little bit more. And maybe they don't have the injuries that they do when they get to the playoffs. And also, you know, we talked a lot and we made the excuse for the Heat, which was a reasonable excuse, you know, coming off of the, the bubble season that they had the short training camp, right? And that that affected guys the next year. Well, then you have to be fair to Milwaukee and you have to say that, you know, Middleton and Holiday went straight from winning a championship, playing all the way until the end, right? At a very high level <laughs> with high leverage games to then going straight to go play uh, to the national team and playing high level, level leverage games to the point that Drew Holiday was literally thrown in there in his very first game and was playing down the stretch of his very first game for team USA and both guys had injury issues throughout the season or Middleton did late and they're constructed very much like the heat are. I mean, they, they're spending 120 million on their top three players this season. That's about what the heat are spending on their top three players. If you're, if you're counting Kyle Lowry as one of their top three. So I, I think that we have to be fair to Milwaukee and say, even if they hadn't brought in Joe Ingles, they were going to be better than last season. Yeah, I'd say they're definitely going to be better in general when you basically have the best player in basketball and he's so young and he's still improving and you don't know what his ceiling is, that they're always going to be scary in general. Uh, and then when you talk about them being constructed like Miami, when you just look at the, the kind of the main teams in the Eastern Conference, other than contract-wise, 
these are essentially the two teams that are running it back, which he fans hate to hear. Uh, but the Bucks are kind of doing that as well. I know they added Ingles, but it, essentially they're bringing back the same core roster in general. Uh, the point you made about Brooke Lopez, I think, is really interesting because he is so important to what they do. Like the, the fact that I think it was 13 regular season games he played this past season, like that is such a major part of this because he's so key to what they do defensively. Like everything they do defensively, as Miami knows in that one playoff series with uh, him playing under the rim and them just kind of forcing you to make the pull-up jumper, like all of that stuff he's so important with. But then there's the flip side of this where it's, yes, he wasn't healthy and it's important for him to be healthy. But will he be healthy moving forward? Because you look at this Bucks roster and you could say they're veterans, but they're also getting older. Like they're going to start breaking down quicker. Like that's just the way they're getting to now. Uh, Brooke Lopez, what is he, 34? You have George Hill that's 36. Wesley Matthews, 35. Ingles, 35. Like they're getting up there in age in general on this roster uh, where you kind of have to expect this stuff. Now, injuries with like a Chris Middleton is totally different. I agree that they probably do win that series if they have Chris Middleton healthy, but we can't really have that discussion because it's just, that's just so hard to kind of talk about in general, but this team is still a very good basketball team. Like that's a very good core three. We saw without drew holidays, like being worked in a lot better than he was, even though he won the championship in that first initial year. Like, I just feel like they're more comfortable with him in general with this roster and the things they do in general. Uh, and I know we're going to get into the heat stuff, but this is why it comes down to the relating it to the heat is because other than Boston, which I, even though they lost to Boston and part of it was because of this reason, the Bucks provide more problems with size, I think, than any team. Like, I think Boston's going to have to at times go smaller with, let's say, Al Horford, another guy that could potentially be breaking down or Robert Williams has had injuries that could happen again. But all healthy, the Bucks are a tough team to match up with in general. Like, you're talking about lineups that they were running with Giannis at the three Portis at the four and Lopez at the five. Like, and we're talking about putting Jimmy at the five, essentially at times, like it's just hard to match up in general when you're doing this. So it's an interesting team to talk about. Like they have clearly the talent, like there's no doubt about that. But when you're coming down the stretch of here talking about matchups, that's why we keep having the discussion about kind of the deadline and making that move, because it's just hard to look at this heat roster right now and say they match up well with this team in a seven game series. Okay, so uh, the fact that Brady brought up Brooke Lopez there, like, I just think it's really interesting because I, I think you got to throw him into that category like Brady did into the older guys. Like, I think he's not as far as, like, where his level is. I, I think he's, he's in that category. Obviously, his age, uh, the injury history that he has as a seven-footer who's always been just in general plotting. So it's not like, you know, he, he needed his athleticism or anything like that. You know um, how he was somebody who made, I think, a couple of all-star teams playing as a post big uh, for the Nets, who then turned his game into a role-playing 3 and D big. I just think now um, it seems like he's lost a step a little bit based on some of the stuff I've seen here. So maybe he just needs uh, you know a year to bounce back. I could be wrong. He could just be right back to where he was before, which I wouldn't be completely surprised. But you know some of these stats here are, are kind of – um, eye-opening because like I'm looking at it and in the playoffs and in the regular season I know like in the regular season he barely played I, it, it was about like five percent of you know the minutes that there were in the regular season just he did not play much they were very much negative without him it, the 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 margin was huge and then the same thing happened in the playoffs when he actually got to see him play a, a much more like 
in the regular season, just to, you know, give you the actual stats, negative 3.37 with Brook Lopez on, uh, 7.88 with him off. Huge margin, right? Then when you uh, switch that to the playoffs, like it's it, you get something similar. So it's just, is he the same guy? He's always been slow, but if he's not making enough shots, if teams are just letting him shoot, um, I, I think if he's slower than before, like, you know, he's just going to be more of a liability out there for the Bucks on defense. And again, like they have the defensive talents to help cover things up, especially when they're just playing drop out there with him. Like he doesn't have to move very much. But I think that's where a team like the Heat come in. I know we're going to get into the matchup stuff later. But, um, you know, we've talked all summer about how they got to go more offense and, uh, you know, pick up the pace a little bit, take more shots, just try to um, go more offense since they lost P.J. Tucker and can't necessarily replicate what they did last season on the defensive end. I think a team like the Bucks would be a great barometer for that in the playoffs, right? Because you have to make your shots versus them. And I think that's how you play. Brook Lopez off the floor. Uh, shout out Frankie Garcia from Heat Beat. He was talking about this the other day um, on the episode that Brady was on. He was just – he he actually spoke about this. I'm thinking about it now. And I just think, like, Brook Lopez is somebody who, if you can play him off the floor, I feel a lot better about the Heat's chances, even though I wouldn't put them as a favorite whatsoever. I think Brook Lopez is kind of the X factor to the Bucks' title chances because if they can have the opportunity to – you know, play big and small, I think they're really, really hard to beat if they're just effective. However, right, and Brady brought the brought up the three big lineups, which is kind of scary to think about. But um, if Brooke is just a liability out there, I think, you know, they have some holes there. But I do think with Middleton back, they're going to be right back in the mix to be um, title favorites or something close to it. All right, the question I want to ask after the break is this. So you guys both think about this, which is, we have talked about the heat in the context of trying to chase down Milwaukee for the past three years, one way or the other. Should we change the way we think about that? Because I think we all agree Milwaukee could be the favorite in the Eastern conference, but others are picking Boston and they're constructed differently. And I think that affects maybe how Miami uh, goes after this thing now, because whenever I used to talk to people inside the heat organization, it was Milwaukee, Milwaukee, Milwaukee. Now that's changed a little bit where there's a couple other teams added to the mix. Before we get to that, though, we do want to tell you about a couple of our sponsors. Our gambling sponsor is Better Edge. Go to betteredge.com backslash 5RSN. That's the number 5RSN. You get $20 to play. This is peer-to-peer gambling. This is legal. This is not like you're betting against the sports book and you're getting money orders six months later from Costa Rica. This is legal in the state of Florida. It's called betteredge.com backslash 5RSN. Uh, that's where you go to get the $20 off. We've got tournaments running there during the NFL season. We will be doing it there as well during the NBA season. And of course, our fantasy partner is Prize Picks. Lots of signups lately for football season. So get geared up for basketball. That one, the code is 5 F I V E. Go to prizepicks.com or download it from the Google Play Store or from the App Store. But this was just rated the number one fastest growing sports product in the country. Find out why. And everybody's using our code. So use the code. It's 5 F I V E. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game? I've got a better idea. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. 
I've benefited from therapy. I went through some life changes, major life events, had some difficulties, wasn't a believer in therapy, but it helped me and it can help you also. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Miami Heat. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. So let me ask you that, Brady. I mean, you look at this Heat roster right now, and you're like, okay, how are they going to match? I mean, if Milwaukee's going to play with size, Miami can't match that size. Like, right? I mean, if it's going to be Brooke, and it's going to be Portis or Ibaka, and you're going to be throwing Giannis in at the three, and Giannis is going to be making jumpers and all the rest. I mean, we've talked about having enough bodies to handle Giannis. Well, in the past, you had a P.J. Tucker on your side. Or you had uh, you even had, or you had a Jay Crowder, or you had you had lots of guys to throw at him. Now you you've got Bam. That's, that's I mean you're not going to be isolating Caleb Martin on him for long periods of time. Um, you're not going to be playing Omer Yurtsevin on him. You're not. I mean you don't. You're not going to be playing Dwayne Dedman on him. Like you don't. I mean Jimmy's you know outmatched from a physical standpoint there and, and a height standpoint. You you just you don't have the options you had before. Like if. And that's the thing what Alex is talking about. Like, I understand playing Brooke off the floor, but if Milwaukee can play with those, you, you can't compete with that, with the kind of size that you have, right? And in the backcourt, yes, you've got a lot of really good guards, and we've talked about using all of them, whether it's Hero or Oladipo or Lowry or Vincent or, you know, and obviously the shooters with Struess and Robinson. Um, but you got Drew Holiday to try to erase one of them at the very least. Ingles is not a great defender, um, but they have other guys on the roster who can. Carter's a pretty good defender if he plays. I I, I just th- this matchup to me, it looked like they had the answers for them in the first year, and they might have had some of the answers last year. It doesn't look like they have the answers now, right? So I mean, should that be what the Heat are targeting as they're trying to improve this roster before the trade deadline, or is it more Boston? Yeah, I'll say the first thing on just the Milwaukee matchup in general with the bodies. I think the bodies is the most important thing because no team can guard Giannis. Like, that should be said first. Bam is probably the closest build to anybody in the league that can guard up on Giannis. Like, a, a PJ can guard him enough, uh, or Crowder can guard him enough, but Crowder or PJ didn't full-on guard them one-on-one. Like, it was Crowder and Iguodala and Bam, and it was PJ, Bam, and Jimmy. Like, it's you have to put so many bodies on him in general. Uh but I just don't think with this current roster at this moment, they have the bodies to your point. Like that's the issue here. But I think if you're talking about those big lineups, at least if you're going to go with this full on offense, as Alex was talking about before, the whole counter to this is attack the drop. Like they're going to be sitting there and, and this team is so guard heavy that you're just going to have to full on rely on your guards to make plays offensively and just keep you in the game and, and allow you to be successful because if Tyler and Depot and, and Kyle and Gabe and all these guys are allowed and kind of taking off as perimeter players in the offensive side, 
I think it's a very intriguing matchup because they could just kind of counterpunch each other uh, the entire game. But to your point about who they're chasing, right when you ask this question, I'll say the first thing I thought about is that answer is going to change depending on which player you ask. Because I think back to the Heat finished up their series against Philly and it was going into game seven on between Milwaukee and Boston. And I was at the practice that day. And I remember they were, we were talking to Tyler and Tyler said, he was asked about like, which team would he rather see? And he said, well, I'm not going to say it, but I know which team I'd rather see. We all know that was Milwaukee. Like the, the matchup there, the shots are going to be there for him. Like it just is. He, it's not a, a switching, it's the drop. But then you go on the other side and you say to yourself, well, I think Jimmy Butler would rather see Boston and because he can manipulate switches. He can find ways to get to the rim. He's not just going to be kind of blocked off from the rim the entire game like a Milwaukee. So I think this is so dependent on what you think of your roster. Like, that's where I come down of it. Like, I personally believe that you're chasing down Milwaukee, if you're asking me personally, because I just believe a fully healthy Milwaukee team is da- more dangerous than a fully healthy Boston team. But then I say, I just feel like J- you'd rather make Jimmy Butler adjust than Tyler Hero adjust. Because I think at this point, we had discussions in the regular season, uh, specifically after they played Milwaukee in games, where we said the length bothers Jimmy, can he get past it? I think when it comes down to it, when it matters most in the postseason, when it's not kind of that, that weird season happened in the playoffs where it was just a weird season in general that you touched on earlier, that he can get by that. Like, I think he can figure that out. So I'd say you'd rather chase down Milwaukee in general, but it's just, to my, in my opinion, it's just so just player dependent. And I think either matchup is for Bam is the exact same. Like, when you're going down this roster, like, Bam just has to be aggressive and take the shots given that they're going to give. And then depending on the matchup, who do you want to be more centric on? You want it to be more Jimmy centric or do you want to be more guard centric? So that's the interesting part of this. But I think the equalizer here is either way, like even if the fact that this does happen, you still need that connector for an extra bodies on the roster, big bodies that you can throw at either. If it's a, the big lineups in Boston, which I know we'll do a pot on, that's the different conversation or the big lineups in Milwaukee, like either one is going to need full on effort, but the offensive side of the ball, I guess, in either one of these matches, I'm not as worried about maybe as I was a, a year or two years ago. Like, that was my worry, I think, more of in that initial Milwaukee series when they lost. Like, I was worried about can they get enough offense? Would Kendrick Nunn hit the pull-up three at the elbow? Would Tyler Hero hit it enough? And they did it, and that's why they lost. That's why they kind of went downhill and lost in four. Uh, so I think I trust them enough, I think, at this point to do that. But then now we're on the back end saying can they hold up defensively? And I guess we'll find out those, those answers soon enough. Yeah, I guess when we look at what they have now, what they have at the trade deadline, Alex, it may look different. And you know, that, that's and some of it may be where kind of Milwaukee is in the standings. But I, let, let's just focus on this very narrowly here before we close. Because if Giannis keeps improving, none of this matters, right? Because I mean, we can talk about the two big threes and the way the teams are constructed and both teams spending, you know, roughly 110 to $120 million on the top three players. But as great as Jimmy is, if Giannis separates another level here and then you're talking about, you know, having Middleton and holiday versus, I mean, what, uh, you know, your other two highest paid guys are Bam Lowry. They're not catching this team. I mean, because we, we just may be enter, entering a Giannis generation here where you have a guy who knows how to win a championship, did it the hard way and then got denied the next year and is going to come back. And we just saw it when he was playing, uh, you know, playing overseas is going to come back maniacal this season, um, adding new layers to his game. 
this just may be, I mean, is it possible? And, and I know Heat fans don't want to hear this because, and that's this is one of the reasons they wanted the huge upgrade and the whale and the orca and all this this year, but you weren't going to get anybody of Giannis's caliber anyway. But is it possible we're just entering into a Giannis era in the East like we were in with the LeBron era in the East for essentially a decade where it didn't matter what kind of team you constructed, whether it was Toronto or Indiana, Toronto against Cleveland or Indiana against Miami or Boston against Miami, you were losing. Yeah, quite possibly. And look, I remember um, a couple of seasons ago, I said on this podcast heading into the bubble series, you know, before all of that transpired, it was just the second round. The Heat were definitely not favored, right? Like the, the Bucks were in the Eastern Conference Finals a season before against the Raptors, gave them a real fight and uh, kind of went outside. But again, they went, they got to the Eastern Conference Finals and almost got to the finals, essentially. And so... Um, when the heat went went up against them, it was like it was just supposed to be another stepping stone for Giannis and the Bucks to get right back there. I don't think that people were really expecting the Heat to win that. Like, and then the whole thing with the Bucks, it's like um when people saw like what type of talent Giannis was, I think there was kind of a quick um like wanting to put him on the throne, right. Put him like, kind of call him the King and all of that. Not, you know, he, he did that himself, like doing the, doing that versus LeBron, putting the crown on himself and just being an incredible player. But I think like he went through those, you know, those stepping stones already, right. Like you already said, he already went through the tough stuff and uh, got through to the other side, you know, won the title. And then last season just went through the middle to think like, I just think this really might be his era, but I remember saying, on a podcast, like before that series that, you know, I, I think the Heat are just going to be a part of that. I think the Heat are going to be, <laughs> you know, just part of that era of Giannis. Like, I, I think Giannis is kind of uh, destined to be on a similar path to what happened with LeBron and what you're talking about, right? Not necessarily that he's going to make seven Eastern Conference finals in a row or, you know, eight, eight NBA finals in a row. I just think that, like, uh, for as deep as the East is, Giannis is his own unique problem that the East has to deal with. And I think that, you know, if you want to be optimistic about the heat, nobody else has a better <laughs> solution to it than Bam Adebayo, right? The, the, you know, nobody has a better solution than the heat do. But I do think like if Giannis gets a little bit better, like, like he has been for the past couple of seasons, it just keeps getting a little more, a little bit more polished. Like, man, good luck. Like you really got to play the other guys. I mean, like you got to play Brooke off the floor. You got to make sure their role players aren't beating you. You know, Middleton and Holiday are going to do their thing, but Giannis getting better just really destroys those already small margins you're playing in. See, that's the big thing. And that's why when we talk about Bam being on the table or off the table and all that, you just hit on it. The, the Miami Heat have one of the few solutions in the entire NBA for Giannis and it's not a full solution, but at least they have a parcel solution, which other teams don't have. And that's one of the reasons why when heat fans are like, well, I don't see what Bam does on offense and all the rest of this. You talk to heat people and like, how are we going to compete with Milwaukee for the next few years without Bam? <laughs> they, they, they need him on the roster, but they also need him to develop more offensively, more aggression and all the rest of that to make Milwaukee work. I am more, you know, it's funny. I, I've been trying to be more optimistic than other, you know, heat observers this off season and, and kind of speak to the improvements that can come on this team. And again, getting Oladipo, you know, back in the fold and you sort of adding a player uh, who we didn't talk about a whole lot tonight, but, and, and then the improvements you may get from Vincent and Struess and, and Martin and some of the others. 
And I've been optimistic about all this. And then I come to this pod. And to me, like, this is the one where it feels somewhat hopeless. Like, I, like Boston, I, I think Miami, I, I think Miami could have won that series last year if they were healthy. I don't, I don't view Tatum the way that I view Giannis. I mean, there are levels to stars and there are levels to superstars. And you can call Tatum a superstar and he is not on Giannis's level and he's not going to be. Okay, not anytime soon. This is, this is the pod where I'm like, yeah, how are the Heat going to get through this team unless this team has the unfortunate breaks that it had last year with Brooke, again, being hurt at the beginning of the season and then Middleton being hurt at the end? I, I have trouble seeing it. I, I do. And I, that, that's why I have Milwaukee coming out of the East again. And, and I think that, you know, this looks to me like it could end up being a second round matchup uh, that is very frustrating for Miami again, unless they can find other answers, but I don't know what that answer is. Every team in the East looked for answers for LeBron and nobody found them. Okay. Every year it was, well, we got this guy to match up. We got this guy to match up and it just didn't matter when a guy goes nuclear. So we'll see what happens. Thanks to Brady. Thanks to Alex. Um, we'll try to be a little bit more positive on future episodes. I promise. Uh, thanks to our sponsors. Um, prize picks use the code five F I V E betteredge.com backslash five reasons and our new sponsor our new sponsor check them out it's at c-armandstaffing.com reach out to nelson at 561-891-9620 have a good night everybody thank you for listening to the five on the floor on the five regional sports network